Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Happy Hump Day News. It's the only time that we actually know it's hump day because who's keeping track of the days anymore? I'm Ben Roy <laughs> and what culture game and joined by Josh Brown today. Josh, how are you doing on this I'm day of the hump? Well, I'm doing all right because every single time it's hump day now, I get to do news with you, which just, you know, perks me up every single Wednesday. So it's good. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> good. What have you got for me today, Josh? Because I hear Warner Brothers are getting their getting their fingers in our pockets once more. With, they've got some more <laughs> coins of us. What, what's the coin situation here? P- potentially, the coinage situation is that um, I was reading an IGN report, um, which was essentially going into a new advert that they've posted for an internship at um, Warner Brothers uh, Studios, you know, the gaming division. This was picked up on Twitter yeah. by a Twitter user called um, Mauro NL, and it essentially has this line in the ad which reads quote wbie is currently involved in a variety of new projects ranging from casual games to core games featuring our well-known franchises on all platforms console digital mobile with a heavy focus on live service so essentially with this ad they confirmed that most of their games going forward are going to feature at least some form of live service element in them if not built entirely around live service features like Anthem or um, the Avengers and the like. And it's kind of just essentially, for me, it's it's a long time coming when it comes to WB games moving in this direction because they've tried to yeah. put like aggressive microtransactions in a bunch of their biggest titles already. You know, there was a huge controversy surrounding um, Middle-earth Shadow of War when that came out about the um, grind and the endgame grind and how you essentially had to pony up a lot of money to get through that game. Obviously, they changed that and they backpedaled a little bit, which is the exact same thing they did for Mortal Kombat 11 at launch as well, when that game had a bunch of microtransactions. Then immediately everyone was like, this is kind of weird. And then they backpedaled again. So they've been kind of like pushing the boat out quite a lot with this in the past and it hasn't gone down particularly well. And I think for a lot of people, you know, looking at WB's upcoming slate, the fact that games like Hogwarts Legacy or um, the Suicide Squad game is uh, will feature live service elements, you know, heavy live service elements, it's not exactly promising, and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think I feel very yeah. optimistic about these projects, you know, with this in mind. 
this feels like EA's version of uh, single player games are dead. It's weird yeah. because if you put like live service stuff into what essentially was a single player in Shadow of War, for some reason, why did they keep the shadow bit and drop the Mordor? I, I would know. never know. know. But like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But that's like that's a reason why I just never bought that game and don't really. It, that game's come and gone for me now. I'm probably never going to jump in because of that yeah. whole uh, rap shabakawa. I'm going to call it shabakawa. I don't know if that's a real word at the beginning <laughs> of that sort of game's life span and i sort of held off and getting mk11 but love a bit of the mkc waiting until it improves but yeah it, mm-hmm. the live service thing I, i'm one of those that i don't necessarily mind if some cosmetic stuff is like held back like, i know yeah. that it's like we go back and say oh we used to unlock everything and that back in the old days and you could save it all on your memory card and take it to your friend's house and blah 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 but like <laughs> you got sometimes accept that like uh industry is moves and they sure they it's 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 never it's never going to always be the best for the consumer. They're like the at the end of the day, they're, they're companies and they want the coins out of your pocket. So yeah. it's just hard when they say everything's going to be like this now because now you know yeah. that like say uh, are we ever going to get like a another another proper full on experience like we did with the Batman games? Because like could you imagine Batman Arkham the Fourth live service here we are sort of thing like it, it doesn't seem to fit in single player stuff whereas i can see it fit into the hogwarts sort of like manner because you i, I assume you're going to be wingardium leviosering everything with your friends <laughs> and how many wingardiums can you leviosa in like a month to get that final sort of like tip on your wand to get yeah. the proper you know leviosa sir sort of thing that's Very the good. only thing i know from harry potter i'm sorry but then like <laughs> with back for blood with Bath of Blood, like, and that that's a highly anticipated game for me personally. I'm not necessarily Same. worried for that at the moment because, like, you've got to imagine, like, if it's just cosmetic, then I, I, it's like, you know, we, you, you give them some... I'm willing to give companies, publishers, ground. I probably shouldn't be with, like, if it's just cosmetic, then there you go. I don't necessarily care for hats and stuff, even though I know it's ingrained into, especially a lot of younger kids now, where it's like, if you don't have the, the sexy cool hat, then you're like the, um, what is it? You're the default as it was in Fortnite. Yeah. So for me, as long as it stays out of my gameplay and stop, it stops it being like a pay to win situation, I'm cool. But I can see why this is concerning for a lot of people and still concerning for me in a way. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, live service itself isn't inherently like an evil, terrible thing. There are games on yeah. their slate that like I can also see, you know, potentially even benefiting from this. Like you said, Back for Blood, like that's an online co-op multiplayer zombie shooter, like essentially the spiritual successor to um, Left 4 Dead. You can see how a game like that could be supported by a live service framework that introduces, you know, new heroes, new cosmetics, maybe yeah. new maps, stuff um, like that, you know. You know, games like um, Rainbow Six Siege, like that's a live service title, and that's hugely successful and really, really great, like a really great um, experience. So it's not like these games have to be these terrible content-free money-making machines, but it's just the fact that so often when that framework has been um, implemented on what's otherwise a single-player focus title, it's gone yeah. completely um, up the wall. You know what I mean? Like I mentioned earlier, The Avengers is obviously the biggest, most recent example, and not to harp on that too much, but that very much felt like a game where the live service elements were the focus, and then you, the developers felt like they had to build a game around that. And that's what I don't want to see with franchises, like you said, Batman Arkham or anything like that, because the developers of the upcoming Gotham Knights, you know, essentially the next Arkham game, um, have come out and said that they're not making a live service title. 
but even then they have adapted the gameplay to be kind of like more open-ended, perhaps a bit more grindy, and who knows whether the live service elements for that title will just come in, you know, um, DLC down the line. Cosmetics, like you said, we I think we do know that. And um, the yeah. Suicide Squad game, the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League, like that is a multiplayer shooter, and that is leaning much heavier into the live service elements. And for a game, for a developer like Rocksteady, like I'm really looking forward to what they do with it. But if you look at the rumors surrounding Rocksteady and surrounding WB Montreal, who's making Gotham Knights, it just feels like they've been hitting this wall with WB for a little while, you know, making projects that have gotten canceled, that have gotten rebooted. And ultimately, it's taking both of those studios a long time to get the next game out. So if it was, for me, the fact that the games are going to be live service rings alarm bells, not just because they're live service games, but because of who's publishing them. Like I've said before, you know, WB has tried to get away with a lot before in terms of pushing microtransactions into things, in terms of, you know, releasing Arkham Knight completely broken on PC and then ignoring it in favor of pushing out um, paid for content, you know, and stuff like that. So it's, it's more of a publisher that I don't trust to make good live service games and consumer friendly live service games more than the worry for, um, you know, the, the future of the industry, I guess. And they were trying to dump off their games division, right? They were just going to... Oh, For a little nah, bit, yeah. That that thing called Mortal Kombat, get rid of it. And then, But then <laughs> how would it work with, say, like, their licensed stuff? Because were there, are their game divisions... Sure, they make great games, but were they as valuable as their IP in a way? Like, would, how, could you just give away the Batman IP forever and then get in some sort of, like, Spider-Man hell, like, with Sony and Marvel? I, I, that would have been weird as well. But it's kind of like these big publishers, like, these big sort of companies, when they dip... They, like, Warner Brothers have done good in the gaming space like i guess mm-hmm. like compared to others like whereas disney has uh failed so many times and then just like i around the time after epic mickey 2 they're just like look no can't be bothered <laughs> and then they they take lucas games and they take around this sh- they take around behind the shed doing with a shotgun they actually go actually no now it's lucasfilm games it's a totally new company it's brand new it's it's new sort of thing so it's, like, it's just weird how these companies can never sort of really get it right but then obviously they we know they can it's well, they can never get it right without getting the right sort of like sort of return that they want. And they've seen where Call of Duty basically at this point, Bobby Kotick could probably buy an island or something. And yeah, 100%. Like, with the amount of money that that sits on, and then like the Fortnite's how they bought a mall recently, and they're just going to live in a mall now because that's fun. And it's just like all these other companies are just going to chase that, and it's just going to, and it's just going to really distort the industry where like the bottom line keeps changing so much but it's only changing because people are buying so many hats and it's like if you don't get like that hat money and all that sort of other thing in the la- yeah. the season pass then it, you start to feel like the actual sale of the game is almost irrelevant even though they'll still sell you it for how much is it now 70 pounds 70 dollars we're going for yeah it's just like it, it's a weird sort of like race to the top but the at the end we're all going to probably end up in the bottom but i uh, yeah, they'll 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 screw it up and then they'll <laughs> walk back on it. And there's a reason why we haven't had like say a proper alchemy sort of style game for a while because I think we've had these two heads button for a long time. Yeah, and they we, we finally had some sort of like uh, either agreement or one's just give it up and like I oh, just I just can't anymore. I just want to put another game out sort of thing at this point. So who, yeah, that, yeah, that's it... sort of my sort of prediction. 
No, it does sort of feel like that. You know, you mentioned the the like the WB has genuinely great developers working for them. You know what I mean? Uh, NetherRealm yeah. are making some of the best Mortal Kombat games ever. Like that franchise is as good as it's ever been. You know, like I said before, Rocksteady continues to make really um, strong, great titles, and Suicide Squad kills the Justice League looks really interesting. Even Gotham Knights, despite the shift looks to be far and away from me much more um, promising than the Avengers ever was. So it's almost felt like these really, really talented developers have almost been clashing, like you said, against the top tier decisions to be like, oh, where can we get a bit more money? Can we put a few microtransactions in here? Can we, um, you know, maybe sell this later or whatever? And I think, yeah, in terms of our boxed sales are relevant, I think that's quite a good topic for a podcast maybe down the line because it almost feels like it at the moment. You know, me and Scott were talking about it in our podcast on Monday between the uh, licensed EA games. You know, Jedi Fallen Order sold really yeah. well, but it didn't have any microtransactions, whereas Battlefront 2 kind of like came in under expectations in terms of core sales. But you imagine that's made so much money in, you know, DLC down the line. And you look at something like FIFA or Call of Duty, which just brings in like silly money, money I can't even comprehend. Like Call of Duty brought in $2 million and all of the publishers ultimately are going to be looking and saying, how can we get that? Yeah, game sales are really good, but how can we get like the top tier money in income and profit and ultimately the answer is by embracing live service elements across the board you know putting them in anywhere they can yeah it's just one of those things where the game prices are going up and also we are getting nickel and dimed uh all along the way but i guess i we want to know what you guys think down in the comments are you looking forward to this live service future are you looking forward to handing over more coins and not the ones you're collecting mario to every publisher known to man let us know down below and don't forget to you know like share and subscribe right here because you know you like the content and you can also like share and subscribe josh on twitter at <laughs> josh brune with two o's in, in the brown bit in the end. I need to find, it's been years, I need to find a catchier way to say that. I need to find a better sign off, man. That's my project. You do, because I'm not going to make another lower third for you. And you can follow me <laughs> at Ben Roy Turner, and you can follow us at W Culture Gaming. I got it right the first time. And until next time, well, I'll probably see you on the next hump day. So, you know, good night. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 